This Student Ministry 127 podcast is a sermon preached by Brother Kenny Baldwin at the 2011 West Coast Baptist Youth Conference. Brother Baldwin pastors the Crossroads Baptist Church in Bailey's Crossroads, Virginia, and we hope this message is an encouragement to you. For more sermon resources, please visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org. I love the man David in the Word of God. If you look back at David's meager beginning, you'll find out that King Saul wanted someone to play an instrument to soothe the evil spirit that came upon him. When David was recommended by Saul's servants to be that one that played the instrument, it was said that David was cunning, that David was mighty, that David was valiant, that David was a goodly person to look upon, But the last description of David is the one that sticks out in my mind the most. It was said of David that the Lord is with him. Let me say that again. The Lord is with him. Hey, Saul, you want him in the palace to play this this instrument, not just because he's valiant, not just because he's prudent, not just because he's mighty, not just because he's courageous, not just because he's skilled in playing the instrument. You want him to play this instrument to chase the devil away because the Lord is with him. God is all over this young man. God's hand is on him, and it is clear if God is with somebody then the devil has to leave when he comes. So David gets to play this instrument. You know that the story continues about David when big Goliath was standing there in the valley of Elah, uh, uh, there uh, separating the Philistines uh, and the Israelites. And he's making a mockery of the armies of God. Saul, King Saul, stands head and shoulders above all the rest of the men. And all of the men in the kingdom combined with Saul are afraid to stand up and fight against Goliath. And up on the scene walks a young man by the name of David. He's just a youth. He comes bringing lunch to his brothers. Not even eligible to fight in the battle. But upon running this errand for his father, he sees this uncircumcised Philistine, this melon-headed retard, making a mockery of Almighty God. And David takes offense to it. This is insulting to him. Goliath is not talking about his mama. Goliath is not talking about his daddy. Goliath is not talking about his homeboy. Goliath is not talking about his girlfriend. Goliath is talking about his God. And David has a problem with anybody talking about his God. So he asked permission of Saul. Can I go in and fight him? Can I do something with this crazy guy? Is there not a cause? And you know that Saul didn't think that David could do it. And then finally Saul lets him try his armor on and David can't prove that armor. But then David takes his slingshot and he winds that slingshot up. And you know he puts that smooth stone in there and hits that giant right in the middle of his head and the giant falls down and a great victory is wrought. You know that David steps on Goliath and cuts his head off with his own sword. You know the stories of David. David is known as the sweet psalmist of Israel. He's the great giant killer. He's a man after God's own heart. For the next years as his reign of as king, he would fight many battles. He would conquer many nations. He would win many victories. He was a warrior He was a soldier. He was a hero for Almighty God. What a man that David was. By the time we arrive at 2 Samuel chapter 21, David's not the boy that he was playing the harp for Saul. He's no longer the the strong, youthful specimen that he was when he fought Goliath. 
He's no longer that that vibrant, uh, full of life, young man that he was in all those battles of yesteryear. Now sources say that David is about 55 to 65 years old. He's an older man. His limbs are not as strong. His mind is not as sharp. His body is not as nimble as it used to be. Yet the heart of David is just as strong. It's just as passionate. It's just as full of life and vitality as it always was. But his body is not exactly what it used to be. And the Bible says that later on in life, as David is an older man, here come the Philistines again. Here comes a battle again. And this time, when David is approached by this Philistine, this David, now older, is tired. He's worn out. He's gotten weary. He's not as strong as he once was. Yet he still has a responsibility as the king over Israel to keep the light of Jehovah shining for the lost and dying world to see Yet his body can't move like it used to move. And his limbs are not as strong like they used to be. But there's a battle and there's an enemy and there's a war and there's a conflict. Yet David isn't as strong as he used to be. But you know what I like about this story? The Bible says in the middle of this war and in the middle of this conflict, when David waxed faint and his body was tired and he wasn't as strong anymore, that Abishai, the son of Zeruiah, who was a great sword, Swordsman of David. He was a younger man coming from the next generation. He stepped forward. Notice if you find in verse 18 that Sibachai, another son of someone, stepped forward. Notice in verse 19 that Elhanan, here's another young, young man from the next generation that stepped forward. And if you notice in the other passages, Shimea, verse number 21, stepped forward. This is what I want you to see this morning, young people. In a day and age where David had gotten tired and gotten weary and was ready to slow down and perhaps to the latter part of his work and his battle as he, as he was as king it was something special that there were some young men that stepped up and said we're not going to just stand back and let this giant defeat our king we're not going to stand back and watch idol as this giant tries to wipe out our God we're not going to stand back and stand idle as this enemy tries to squash our cause there were some young men that said it's our time to step up. It's our time to stand in the gap. It's our time to step into the cause. And my friend, they stepped forward. They fought that battle. They defended their king. They stepped into their cause. They made a difference for Almighty God. They were not going to allow the light of Jehovah to go out. And I want to say to you today, young people, we're living in a day and age where those who have fought the battles before us. Many of them are getting older and they're getting weary and their time on earth is not as strong and not as long as it once was. Some of you are in churches today where your pastor has pastored 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. Some pastors even longer than that. They've stood the course of time. They've been faithful to Almighty God. They've not wavered. They've not bowed. They've not bent. They've not backed down. They've refused to give in to the pressures of society and the attack of the devil. And there are many of them who have 
have stood the test of time. They've paved the road. They've given us a legacy with which we can follow them. There are many of you that have youth pastors and parents that have lived for God and loved God. They've stood on the authority of this King James Bible without apology, without hesitation, without reluctance, and without backing down. But we're living in a day and age where that vigor and that energy and that life that they once had is wearing out their time in the work of God is getting shorter. Their time on this physical earth is getting shorter and there's coming a day where your pastor won't be here anymore and your youth pastor won't be here anymore and your parents won't be here anymore. They won't have the energy and the life and the drive to be able to do what they once did. Oh, their heart is still on fire. Their joy is still intact. Their desire to serve God is still just as strong as it used to be but the life in them and the physical vitality in them has worn down. You know what we need out of this youth conference this week? We need some boys and girls that are determined by the grace of God even though some others that have gone before us are weary and they're winding down and they're waxing faint. I've got a sword in my hand. I've got a God I can serve. I've got a purpose. I'm here on earth. We need some boys in the youth group that'll say it's about time I become a soul winner. It's about time I preach in youth group. It's about time I get some leadership. It's about time I stand for God. We need some young ladies that'll say it's about time I sing in the choir. It's about time I teach Sunday school. It's about time I work in the nursery. It's about time I get on the bus route. My friend, it's not time to sit back. It's not time to stand idle. It's not time to sit on our little or our little backsides and determine there's nothing to do. It's time for every boy and every girl to take your sword and determine by the grace of God if nobody does, if nobody says, if nobody goes, if nobody will, if nobody is, I will. It's my time to step into the cause. God's looking for somebody. Oh yeah. Somebody this morning. Hey, you never see David saying, uh, Shimei, uh, Abishai, uh, uh, Jonathan, uh, no, 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 no. They knew it was their time. You know what, young people? It's about time some of you got some spiritual insight and said, you know what? It's our time to do something for God. It's about time some of you got some spiritual insight and said, we've learned enough of the Bible. We sat in youth group long enough. We've grown up in Christian homes. We know the word. God has been good to us. God has preserved us. We've sat in Sunday school class. We've been in Bible college. We know the Bible. We know how to sow in. We know how to do what's right. It's about time some of you that attend those public schools determined by the grace of God. I'm not going to go back and just fit in. I'm not going to go back and just be a statistic. I'm not going to go back and just... Just uh, camouflage in anonymity by the grace of God. I've got a sword and I've got a cause. Listen to me. Israel's cause wasn't to lift up their name. Israel's cause was that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. And folks, we don't serve dead Muhammad. We don't serve fat Buddha. We don't serve Jesus' mama Mary. We don't serve a cow that used to be our grandma. We serve the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We have a cause. Somebody's got to step up. How about you? Let me give you three quick things this morning to challenge you. Number one, the reality of the fight. 
the reality of the fight. Uh, uh, excuse me, David, this is a battle. Kids, this not bingo. Hopscotch. Uno. Amen. We're not here to play Connect Four. This isn't the Wii, the Xbox, the PS3. Listen to me. We're talking about spiritual warfare. It's about time when you came to church. It's about time when you open your Bible. It's about time when you walk out in this world that you realize we're not in here playing patty cake. We're not in here playing jump rope. We're not in here playing some video game. This thing about spiritual warfare, this is a reality. This is serious. David understood this is a heavy battle. This is a hard battle. Battle. This is a heated battle. Three out of four of our seniors graduate without their virginity. 20% of all 15-year-olds have had sex by the time they turn 15. Sex and drugs and pornography. Is that a high? We're in a battle. You're tempted with perversion and rap music and rock and pop and soul and country and R&B and, and wish it was Christian music. And our kids are bombarded. I wish I could stand here and tell you today that to serve God, it'll be easy. It'll always be a bed of roses. You'll never have, you'll never have temptations. You'll never have trials. But my friend, it's just not so. When you make a decision in these next couple of days to step into the cause, rest assured, you'll engage in spiritual warfare. It'll be a heavy battle. It'll be a heated battle. It'll be a hard battle. But aren't you glad, even though the battle is heavy, that the battle is not ours. It's the Lord, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world that no weapon formed against us shall prosper that thanks be to God which giveth us the victory through our Savior Jesus Christ aren't you glad today we're on the winning side it's a battle <laughs> secondly not only the reality of the fight but notice the resilience of our foe uh, notice verse number 15. The Philistines had yet war. Notice again. Uh, uh, David must have thought, I thought I whooped y'all before. What y'all doing back here again? Uh, 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 don't you think David was thinking back to that stone that hit that melon head right in the middle? Don't you think David could remember climbing on, up on Goliath's back, taking Goliath's own sword and chopping that head off and probably rolling it like a bowling ball, amen? Can't you, can you imagine that David is standing there thinking back, thinking back, I killed Goliath. I thought that the Philistines were dead and gone, but you know what? He stands up there one day and thought, good gracious, alive Shazam, that melon head had kids. And he's got a son by the name of Ishbabinob. Now that name alone ought to scare you. I'm used to Antoine, Raekwon, Lakeisha, and Lamika, but I ain't never heard no Ishbabinob. That sounds like about four names mixed together. I killed Goliath. I thought I was done. No, you're not done. 
Can I remind you of something today, young people? The devil always comes back. Oh, last year at youth conference, I surrendered my all to the Lord. So now, so now I've got it made in the shade, drinking pink lemonade. I'll never have to fight the devil anymore. Once I wrote down on that card, I have decided to follow Jesus. All of the demons ran and hid from me because I am super Christian. That's dog poop. Listen to me this morning. When you decide to serve God one day, you got to get up the next day and decide again. And the next day and decide again. And the next day and decide again. Why? The devil is always coming back. And here's Ish Babinab. David, my name is Ish Babinab. You kill my father, prepare to die. <sighs> oh, I will kill you. <sighs> Man, this dude was big. I'm talking about a big joker. And let me tell you something. You think serving God is just beating up midgets. Let me tell you something. You, amen. You have to listen. You have to fight some giants. Some of you beating that music is a giant. Some of you beating that pornography is a giant. Some of you beating that immodesty is a giant. Some of you beating that sin in your life is a giant. Some of you so stuck on Facebook, you don't have time for Jesus. I say all the time, get off of Facebook and get your face in the book. Amen. And determined by the grace of God, the devil's coming back. But when he gets there this time, I'm going to be ready for him. Oh, the devil is resilient. You know that? He's, he's a trickster. I say he's a troublemaker. He's a threatener. Amen. You better be ready for him. Hey, when you get off that bus after youth conference, <laughs> I'm on a spiritual high, bless the Lord. Uh, and uh, you get off that bus and you're waving your hanky for Jesus. And you've got a honk if you love Jesus bumper sticker right on the back of your uh, bicycle. And uh, you've, got, you've got a WWJD bracelet. And you just get to church on Sunday morning and you're just sitting on the front row uh, letting the, 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 the flood of sanctified saliva christen you from the pulpit. And my friend, you feel like you could charge hell with a super soaker. Remember when you leave church that night, there's a devil that wants you on that wrong website. There's a devil that wants you in that wrong relationship. There's a devil that wants you gossiping and backbiting and going against your parents and fighting against your authority and sneaking around in your youth group. And if Goliath went down one time, that knucklehead got some kids and they may be uglier than he was. You're going to have to determine, you know what? It ain't time to run. It's time to fight. The reality of the fight. The resilience of the foe. But lastly, the responsibility to our future. What happens 
if Ishbabinab kills David, what happens if nobody steps up? What happens if nobody gets involved? What happens if nobody steps into the cause? Listen, the light of Jehovah goes out. And my friend, we can't afford for the light to go out. You know what we need? Oh, my soul, my soul. We need some kids that go to bed at night with the weight on their shoulders of the light of Jehovah. Some of you boys, listen, listen, listen. Some of you have cruised along in your youth group. You know what it is to come every week. You know what it is to sing in the choir. You know what it is to attend every activity. You know what it is to be there every time the doors are open. But you're just there. You're just a part. You're just average. You're just familiarity. You're just nonchalant. You're just statistic. You know what we need out of this youth conference? We need some boys that'll go to bed at night and say, if I don't step up, somebody ain't gonna hear about Jesus. If I don't step up, my neighborhood's going to go to hell if I don't step up my classmates are going to be lost if I don't step up who's going to stand in the pulpit in my church we need some young ladies that will say if I'm not a soul winner how are my friends going to get saved if I don't get modest who's going to stand behind these young men and be good godly wise I'm talking about some point in time you got to quit sitting back and soaking in and you got to ring yourself out on somebody it's time to step into the cause Oh, my soul, there's a God to be served. If ever a day God needed people to take a stand and determine we're serving him. Amen. No question. We're serving him. Hey, choose ye this day whom you will serve. You know what you kids need to do? Turn to go back home. There's no question in my mind. There's no confusion in my heart. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. No turning back. The world behind me. The cross before me. Though no one joined me, I still will follow. Will you decide now to follow Jesus? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There are those that have gone before us that have stood the test of time. But somebody's got to fill the gap. Somebody's got to take their place. Somebody's got to step up to the plate. Somebody's got to get some guts, some drive, some resolve, some boldness, some courage some heart, some passion, some purpose in you that says, it's my time. There's a God to be served. There's a gospel to be shared. There's a generation to be salvaged. Look at me, look at me. Do you care? Do you care? Does it bother you that kids your age go to hell? Does it bother you that some of your friends don't know the Lord? Does it bother you that there are mosques going up all over our country and churches that are closing down? Who's going to pastor him, guys? You 
Some of you say, preacher, you don't know where I came from. You don't know what side of the tracks I grew up in. I didn't grow up with a mom. I didn't grow up with a daddy. You may say, I didn't grow up in a good neighborhood. I didn't grow up rich. I didn't grow up educated. No, but I'll tell you something. I serve the God of all gods and the king of all kings. And he's in the, in the business of breaking cycles. He's a burden bearer. He's a heavy load sharer. He's a comfort when you're lonely. He's your bread when you're hungry. He's your water when you're thirsty. He's your friend when you're friendless. He's a bridge over troubled waters. He's the peace in the midst of the storm. He answers every question. He solves every problem. He fills in every break. He's the great I am. Hey, hey. Who's going to stand in the gap in your rough neighborhood? Who's going to step into the calls in your school? Ten years from now, who's going to be your director at your church? Who's going to pastor in your town? Kids, wake up. There's a cause. Take it seriously. David ain't going to be here forever. But you've learned enough from David to grab your sword and start swinging. Some of you know good and well. You know how to swing. You're at this conference today. You know what you're doing? Learn how to swing. Yeah. Every time you go to church, you know what you're doing? Learn how to swing. Yeah. Every time you read your Bible, you know what you're doing? Learn how to swing. Yeah. Every time you go to youth service, you know what you're doing? Learn how to swing. Visitation. Learning how to swing. Don't buck your parents. Don't fight your youth pastor. Don't get mad about rules. Somebody's trying to put a sword in your hand and show you how to swing so that when old Ishbah beating off shows up in your path, Boom, shaka, laka, laka, laka. You know how to swing. Well, uh, um, I'm not really the uh, sword swinging kind of type of guy. I kind of like to just kind of cheer on the sword swingers. Listen, we're not, we're not looking for cheerleaders. Amen. They, all the cheerleaders have already died and gone to heaven. They're called a cloud of witnesses. Ra, ra. All right. You can't cheerlead till you're dead. So if you want to cheerlead that bad, kill yourself. In Jesus' name. All right. America doesn't need another Tiger Woods for sure. I'm a Lakers fan for real. Yeah, amen. And, and, and they're about to win again, so you don't have to cheer. You can't change the truth. But nonetheless, we don't need another Kobe, another LeBron, another Britney Spears. We don't need, need another American Idol. We don't need another politician. We don't need another singing group, another millionaire, another movie star, another philanthropist. We need some boys and girls that'll say, I may not have a million in the bank. I may not have a triple-double on the court. I may not have a big salary. I may not get platinum. I may not be famous. I may not be in the newspapers. I may not be all over the internet, but I got me a good old-fashioned 
flashing sword, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. And I may not swing a dollar, but I'll swing a sword. It's my time. It's my job. It's my responsibility. That's my God. And by his grace, I'm going to step into the cause. Isn't he worthy? I said, isn't he worthy? By the way, teenagers, that's your cue to say, amen. Amen. Yeah, I like that. That's like telling me, sick them, hound dog. I like amen. God help us to determine it's our time. No, 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 listen, listen. It's our time. We've sat long enough. You've watched your parents. You've witnessed your pastor. You've experienced your church. And here comes Ishbabina. Holla at your boy. And the dude is big. I'm talking about real big. But how many of you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. How you like me now? <laughs> hey, he's not going to fall because we're big. He's going to fall because our God's big. And there's a light that the devil is threatening to quench. Somebody in here today ought to care enough about God to fight for the cause that that light does not go out today. It's your time to step into the cause. How about it? Thank you for listening to this Student Ministry 127 podcast. For more sermon resources, visit preaching.lancasterbaptist.org. And for information about West Coast Baptist College, visit wcbc.edu.